0: You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 478. The Superboy Chronicles, the day Superboy sold out. Welcome to episode 478, Legion Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am solo lad, um, kind of doing a thing tonight, which would normally bear recording time, and so um, we're not able to do our regular recording. So that's that's the way it goes. All right, so we're going to get into, I'm just going to go right to it. Uh, we're going to get into uh, Superboy, New Adventures of Superboy, uh, issue number 21, which came out in September of 1981. Cover date, September of of 1981. And I'm not going to do the um, backup story in this because, of course, we already did that uh, last time in episode 460. Um, I did both parts of when Superboy gets stuck on a planet with a red sun. Um, All right, so... Uh, this one on the cover, we have uh, Superboy standing against a, a, a tree at night, and uh, and there is sort of a kind of looks like a, a transparent version of uh, Larry Trainer's Negative Man uh, persona, and uh, Superboy standing there, say, you know, in a defensive pose, saying, "A phantom creature whose touch turns living things to stone, but I'll stop it or end up as a Superboy statue." All right, so we open on the splash page. Rocketed to Earth from the exploding planet Krypton. Baby Kal-El was adopted by a kindly couple named Jonathan and Martha Kent. Uh, Renamed Clark, he grew to adolescence in Smallville, learning to use wisely the amazing superpowers that would one day make him the world's greatest heroes. These are the adventures of Superman when he was... That's right, Superboy. You know how it goes. All right, so uh, um, we have... um, Superboy bringing in a plane a, a plane in for a landing, it's, uh, you know, It's le- it looks like, a, well, maybe I was going to say it looks like it's leaking smoke, but that's probably, maybe a skywriting plane. Um, but the prop is, uh, well, it's seen better days, let's just say that. Um all right, so uh, we have a, a sort of a carniv- Carnival Huckster down at the bottom saying, Feast your eyes on the Smallville Sensation for free while you still can, good people. From now on, aclu- according to the exclusive contract your hero has just signed with me, he will perform his super feats only for a paying public. What is the fantastic secret which makes it impossible for anyone, even the Teen of Steel, to say no to this man? Find out the incredible details leading up to the day Superboy sold out. And it is brought to us by writer Carrie Bates, penciler Kurt Schaffenberger, inker Dave Hunt, colorist Jerry Serpy, letterer Todd Klein, and editor Julius Schwartz. All right, so 7:30 a.m. on a Monday, 30 minutes before the Ken General Store is due to open. So we have a uh, a guy making a delivery and uh he's got you know bringing in a whole bunch of boxes and um turns out Clark is taking care of the store uh because uh Jonathan is is sick and um so basically, um, you know, Clark is taking care of the store. Um, uh, and Clark says that Paul wanted Ma to come down to the store today, but she refused to leave him alone, not with a 102 degree fever. And the guy says, Yeah, that sounds like Martha, but sure leaves you with a heck of a day's work. I'd give you a hand shelving all this stuff, but I'm late for my next stop. And he says, Thanks, Sam, but I'll manage somehow. So um, uh, Sam gets back into his Acme supplier's uh, truck, and he says, And he's thinking to himself, I sort of feel guilty sticking the Kent kid with them all them supplies to stock. Wouldn't be so bad if he wasn't so frail and delicate. And of course, we go back into the room, and uh, Clark is putting them all the way at super speed. Um, he said, "It says if uh, good-natured Sam chanced to peek into the Kent General Store, he'd be in for a shock." And Clark's thinking, since we're not due to open for another few minutes yet, and since I made sure the door was locked when Sam left, there's nothing to prevent me from giving myself a super speed assist. And so he shelves everything and um, basically deals with the store for the day. Uh, people coming in, spilling the candy jar, knocking over displays, and uh, and helping people out with uh, getting stuff into uh, their cars. And finally, um, <clears throat> it is uh, uh, apparently 11 minutes to 6, and getting ready to close the store. And he says, and he thinks to himself, Well, only 11 minutes till I close up, and it won't be a minute too soon either. A full day here without help makes a worldwide Superboy patrol seem like. And the the, uh, carnival huckster from the um, splash page uh, makes his way into the store. And... um, And he says, yeah, excuse me, young man, but I find myself in dire need of an antacid. I don't know what your local dinner puts in its beans and franks, but I'm going to see that the Board of Health finds out. Well, well. uh, and he says, ah, you must be from out of town, mister. If you didn't know enough to stay away from old Mickey's beans and franks. Just passing through? And he says, it depends. Actually, I came here looking for your town celebrity, Superboy. And he takes down the antacid and he says, uh, and uh, Clark says, really, have you had any luck so far? And he goes, yeah, all bad. And so basically he's been searching uh, to fi- figure out where where Superboy is, and um, the he's had no luck. And nobody seems to know where to find Superboy. And he says, well, I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm here to serve him with a subpoena or something. What I've got is a fantastic business proposition for him. Young man, you're looking at Huey B. McKay, Salesman Supreme. And uh, he says, I can sell anything to anybody as long as there's a big enough commission in it for me. What I propose to offer Superboy is the golden opportunity to make thousands, even millions of dollars for charity. And as for myself, all I would ask for is a 10% fee. My recompense for handling the business end of setting up a tour of Superboy charity shows across the country. He says, what do you think? Will he go for my pitch as he lights a cigar? And uh, Clark says, I'd have to say no. It's common knowledge around here that Superboy never involves himself in commercial deals of any kind. Uh, He says, We'll see about that. You may be underestimating my talents. So uh, he says, You know, come on outside. And he shows him a poster that, and uh, he's been seeing, you know, he says, I've been seeing these posters all over town. If I'd been running this event, there'd be posters up and down the state with newspaper, radio, and TV, hype to boot. And uh, he says, If you happen to be at the fairgrounds tonight, let me see it's uh, Superboy Fireworks Display, Saturday the 8th, public fairgrounds. Proceeds go to Community Chest. He says, look for me. I'll be the smiling manager watching a happy Superboy sign an exclusive contract. And uh, Clark thinks that's what he thinks. Not a chance in a thousand or a million. I'll say yes. Uh, So that night, everyone's looking. Uh, We see um, Lana miscolored with blonde hair um, and Chief Parker standing in the crowd. And he says, it's a darnest way to use firecrackers I ever saw Lilana. Lana but I reckon Superboy knows what he's doing and she says, relax Chief Parker, whatever he's up to I'm sure the results will be well worth watching And so he's got a bunch of Superboy's got a bunch of uh, of um, uh, you know sort of fire little fire rockets uh, uh, attached to him you know a couple around his boots, a couple around his hips, a couple around his torso and one on each arm and uh, he says here's where I find out if I timed all these different colored fuses in the proper sequence. Five, four, three, two, and the first ones go off on his feet. And they say, look, Super... Actually, they say, look it. You don't hear look it that often. I hear it from my four-year-old. She's big on look it right now. But um, they say, look it. Superboy's turned himself into a human roman candle. He's sparkling three different colors at once. Am I imagining it, or is he drawing something in the sky? I'll bet he is. Sure enough, uh, he, he uh, basically draws the Superboy logo. And... Um, and, uh, and, uh, Mc- Huey Mc- McKay is in the audience and he's beautiful. Everything I heard about this kid is true. Not the slightest doubt in my mind now. Superboy has the potential to be the greatest drawing card on Earth and the most profitable. There's a little meta thing going on here, too, isn't there? Um, meanwhile, uh, nobody takes notice of the strange gaseous form plummeting from outer space towards Smallville. Oh, that can't be good. And it lands into Crystal Lake. That. Yeah, it's Crystal Lake. You know that's not going to be good, right? Uh, He says, incredibly, not making the slightest splash or sound. Meanwhile, at the fairgrounds, um, uh, Superboy lands and Lana, now with her hair red again, uh, says, you were nothing less than fantastic, Superboy, as usual. And McKay says, I couldn't agree with the young lady more. Without a doubt, that was the most dazzling display of showmanship I've ever seen. Permit me to introduce myself, Superboy. I am Huey B. McKay, and if I got a proposition for you, could we speak for a few moments in private? And he says, sure, but not until I sign autographs for these people. And so he signs uh, all these autographs at super speed. And, um, and they meet atop a grassy knoll. Oh, again, this can't be good. Um... And uh, he says, and with my unequaled savvy for salesmanship and promotion, I guarantee we, you, could, would make a million dollars for the charity inside, for charity inside the first year. Now that you've heard all the details, you can't resist signing your name on the dotted line, right? Right, Mr. McKay, let's shake on it. Huh? Where I come from, it's customary to sh- shake hands after a contract is signed. And he says, I suggest you take a look at the dotted line. And he's actually signed it. It says Superboy. Um... And, uh, and you know, there there's his, there's his signature, Superboy. Um, he says, uh, you already signed it, but how? He says, at super speed, far too rapid for your senses to register. That's how. Now, if you'll excuse me, I still have a, an evening patrol ahead of me. I'll be keeping a copy of the contract for myself, of course. He tucks it into his belt. And Huey says, by all means, I can tell already it's going to be a pleasure doing business with you, partner. And so back at 321 Maple Street... Jonathan is reading the, uh, uh, the contract and, well, he's not pleased. As, as you might imagine. Uh, of course, he's still got that fever of 102, uh, and, and Martha says, you've got no business getting steamed about anything. He says, great, Jehoshaphat, Martha. Did you or did you not read this preposterous piece of paper? Our super son has signed an exclusive, all-inclusive contract requiring him to perform one charity benefit a week, every week, for the next five years, just so a fast-talking, hot-shot agent can take 10% off the top of the proceeds. Jonathan, please sure Clark must have had a good reason for entering into a, such an unlikely agreement with a man he just met. And uh, she says, go on, Clark, tell him. It's part of a plan, isn't it? He goes, I hate to tell you this, Ma. I really don't know why I signed that contract. Last thing I remember was being polite and letting Mr. McKay finish his sales talk. Next thing I knew, I had swallowed his pitch and signed the contract. It wasn't until 10 minutes later that I regained my senses. Uh-oh. She says, but by then it was too late. My signature makes this a legally binding contract. I have no choice but to fulfill my obligation to this McKay. And um, and yeah, Jonathan not pleased. He says, uh, "Over the next five years, McKay will become a rich man, taking money which should rightfully go to charity." This unsavory deal violates everything a Superboy is supposed to stand for. And Clark says, "I know, Pa. I know." And so, yeah, no, no one's happy about this. No one's happy about this except for McKay. Um, and we get a, a brief interlude: a Wonder Woman um, Twinkies ad. Where uh, versus the robot master and we a guy presumably the robot master wearing um well something that would probably embarrass Herb Tarlick Uh is saying, Haha, with these four robot duplicates of myself no one will find the real me We walk and talk alike. We're identical in every way. I'll commit the crimes of the century. Wonder Woman comes in and says, not so fast, robot master. I'll put you where you belong, behind bars. Wonder Woman, you can only catch one of us and I'll bet it's the wrong one. And she says, oh, try catching these. And she throws a bunch of Hostess Twinkies that she has in a bag. Because, you know, like you do. And one of them, Hostess Twinkie cakes. And she said, that's right. I must tell the truth. Of course, he's in the the lasso now. Delicious golden sponge cake and the cream filling. Yum. And she says, you gave yourself away, robot master. Your robots don't have to eat. And he says, too bad for them. That means more Twinkie cakes for me. And they the robot said, one of the robots says, perhaps we can be reprogrammed to enjoy Hostess Twinkies cakes, too. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, you get a big delight in every bite of Hostess Twinkies cakes. All right. So we, uh, we return to our story. And uh, so there's someone fishing in uh, Crystal Lake. Um, and they catch a fish but it's, it's turned to stone. And, uh, the, the, you know, this, this phantom, like the one that we saw on the cover, uh, basically touches it and it, and he says, it feels as heavy as lead, not lead, but stone. You're right. It's a hunk of solid stone. So later that morning, it's interesting because it seems, seems then to, uh, to gain additional mass or, yeah. Um, so, uh, Huey has gone into, uh, into Kent's store to, um, Uh, basically, you know, show that, hey, I got the deal. And he says, never let it be said, Huey B. McKay is the type to say I told you so, but since I happen to be passing by, I know you couldn't resist stopping in to buy some breath mints and showing me Superboy signed contract. I never would have believed it. He says, why not? Didn't I tell you I was the world's greatest salesman? When word gets around who my new client is, I'll be numero uno in the agenting business. The agenting business, gotta love that. And Clark's like, yeah, what can I say, Mr. McKay? And he says, a simple congratulations will do. My train doesn't leave till four o'clock. I'll stop in and say so long on my way to the station. And um, he thinks to to himself, he says, lucky I had a hunch McKay would be coming in to rub in his good fortune. Otherwise, it would have been a lot tougher to secretly record his voice on tape. Now I can check out the theory I've come up with to explain the secret of McKay's uncanny salesmanship. He says, it'll mean closing the store early, but I'm sure Mom and Pa won't mind, especially if what I suspect turns out to be true. So we go back to uh, Crystal Lake along the edge of the lake, and there's a couple of Boy Scouts uh, walking along uh, for a hike. And they decide, here's a good spot to have some lunch. And um, so they uh, start unpacking their lunch, and one of them is named Jason. Crystal Lake? Wasn't, Wasn't it Crystal Lake on Friday the 13th? I can't remember. Anyway, um but they see this uh this beast or this phantom thing and i guess it's not invisible um because they're definitely seeing it and they they're saying a monster in crystal lake if the rest of it below water is anything like what we've seen above there's only one thing to do run and don't look back and they they run boy do they run uh meanwhile back at 321 maple street a dramatic revelation is in the works and, um, and Clark's in his lab downstairs, which has like this huge computer, um, and uh, shows this, this graph, um, a voice print. He says, it's a, pre- a precise reading of the exact tone frequencies of Mr. McKay's voice. He says, well, now I'm really confused. What are you showing me now? He says, reading of your adopted son's Kryptonian brainwaves. Even with my super calculating abilities, it took me almost an hour to prove my theory. That a definite definite correlation does exist. By a freak of nature, the unique frequencies of McKay's voice have a pseudo-hypnotic effect on the Kryptonian wavelengths of my super brain. That that earns a land sakes. She says, Clark, does this mean what I think? That no matter what this McKay person asks you to do? He says, you got it, ma. The sound of his voice nullifies any will of my own. I'm compelled to do his bidding like a super slave. So he changes back into Clark, and he goes um, to the Smallville Pharmacy to get a uh, prescription filled for Pa. And he says, if I weren't so wound up over this McKay business, I'd be using my powers right now, looking for a cure to this flu bug. Oh, no. Um, or how about how about a cure for lead poisoning, huh? Huh, Superboy? How about that? Anyway, uh, he says, you know what I've told you about these juvenile practical jokes of your Jason? Believe me, today I'm not in the mood. This is the pharmacist talking to the little boy scout. And Mr. Soames is the pharmacist. And he says, hi, Mr. Soames. Jason, is anything the matter? And he says, nothing a suspended allowance won't cure. Jason and Teddy cooked up some wild story about a phantom creature rising out of Crystal Lake. Teddy, I have no say over, but I won't tolerate such fanciful tales from my own son. And, um, but he says, uh, J- you know, and Superboy uh, takes a look at uh, at Jason's ticker, uh, says, so, you know, x-ray vision into the heartbeat, and he says, Jason's not talking now, but his wildly racing heartbeat tells me all I need to know. So Mr. Soames says, come back in a half hour, Clark, and I'll have your dad's prescription ready. He's th- but meanwhile, Clark's thinking, whatever Jason thought he saw in Crystal Lake, it seemed real enough to keep his pulse still racing. He's not lying. He's just plain scared. So, Uh, changes clothes uh behind the drugstore and off he goes flying away uh he says for me that's enough of a reason for superboy to check out the crystal lake area so he gets over there and it turns out that tree remember i mentioned the spooky looking tree on the front cover it turns out it's been turned to stone it's a it's a petrified uh um tree he says uh they've been transformed into an into an unearthly mineral that crumbles to the touch but how and he hears this uh, sort of screaming sound. And he says, Jason's monster about to attack me. Everything it touches becomes petrified. Does that include me? And it actually uh, flies right through him. And he says, thank Krypton. My invulnerability protects me from the same fate. But we seem to share a mutual obstacle. Neither one of us can lay a hand on the other. And, uh, but he says, great galaxies. During the split second it took for the creature to pass through me, my mind was overwhelmed by a driving sensation. Hunger. There's no way of knowing what this alien life form considers food. What I do know is the Wraith hasn't found a meal yet, not in the lake or around it. And so he starts heading into Smallville. And uh, he's worried, you know, Superboy's immediately worried, everyone I care about, the whole town in danger of being petrified. And even with all my powers, there doesn't seem to be anything I can do to stop it. And uh, just to test that theory, he uh, flies through it again. He says, what good does it do to be a Superboy if I can't pledge the people I've pledged to protect? If I can't save the people I've pledged to protect. He can pledge them all he likes. Um, anyway, he says, if only I had a superpower that would enable me to deal with this menace. And he snaps his fingers and says, got it. A possible solution to this crisis. It's a real long shot. But right now, Smallville and I have nothing to lose. So he flies uh, into, uh, into uh, Huey B. McKay's... Uh, uh, hotel room. And uh, McKay says, well, hello there, partner. You've come to see me off at of the train station, eh? Real thoughtful. And he says, let me do the talking for a change, Mr. McKay. I need your help. No time to explain why at the moment. Please do as I say. I want you to use your voice, uh, your knack for super salesmanship to sell me on something. And he says, well, sure, pal, you name it. No, old Huey B. Well, like I said, I'll do the talking first. Then you do the selling. Now, this is the pitch I want you to throw at me. And, um, so we get to outside the, uh, Smallville town limits at the gas station. Um, you know, it's the good old days of, uh, of, uh, where they would, you know, come out, fill the gas for you, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the guy says, I've got to get to the phone so I can warn cousin Steve in town. What's coming this way? That's the question now. What the blue blazes is that thing? And they see the, uh, the wraith coming toward them as if on cue, the sudden sound of whistling wind streams down from above. And there's Superboy. And he said, Well, I'll be switched. Now look who just showed up on cue. Now Smallville doesn't have a thing to worry about. And he thinks, I wish I could be half as confident because unless my faith in Huey B. McKay pays off in the right way, I'll still be powerless to protect the people of Smallville. And so um, he, he says, well, here's where we find out just how sensational a salesman my partner really is. Got to sum up every erg of willpower. And he's very, you know, very concentrating really hard. Super concentration, in fact. they say, jumping grasshoppers, I figured Superboy could do just about anything with those fantastic powers of his, but this is a new one on me. Unless my eyes are playing tricks on me, Superboy's turned himself into some sort of phantom. He says, I asked Huey to talk me into, wow, uh, to talk me into believing I had a new, one-time superpower. The ability to concentrate hard enough on my body molecules to change them from solid to wraith form. My hope was that it, was, it would enable me to grapple with the wraith uh, creature, phantom to phantom. It's paying off, but I have to work fast. The wraith effect is exerting a super strain on my willpower. And so he flies him right into, right out of the atmosphere and uh, up into space they go. He says, this is it. Can't sustain this phantom state any longer. Got to release my hold on the wraith creature and hope it doesn't follow me back to Earth. And um, he says, even as Superboy reverts to his solid form, he notices an equally abrupt change in his adversary. The Wraith looks like it's enjoying itself. It's becoming larger, growing stronger, almost as if it found nourishment out there in the cold of space. But what could that be unless ultraviolet uh, ultraviolet radiation, the food the creature was so desperately unable to find on Earth? He says, not realizing our atmosphere's ozone layer filters out most ultraviolet rays before they reach the surface. Hopefully the Wraith will drift off into space, stuffing itself all the way, forever leaving its starving days on Earth behind. Now that Smallville's crisis is resolved, I can uh, concentrate on my own problem again. Huey B. McKay. I'll try to reason with him, persuade him to tear up our contract. He should be at the train station by now. He says, pretty shabby, partner, leaving your letter under my hotel door instead of giving it to me personally. So this is how you repay me for helping you out with that new power routine? He says, letter, I never left any, uh, I never left any letter at the hotel. It says, Huey B. McKay hates to admit defeat, but like your letter says, how could I show proof of an alien being's age in a court of law? Excuse me. To prove that you're a legal adult old enough to sign a binding contract. And uh, Superboy checks the letter with uh, x-ray vision, says, Great, Scott, the handwriting on that letter, it belongs to Pa. He must have written it from his sickbed, then had Ma take it over to the hotel. The guy says, naturally, I was always aware you had an out with the age loophole, but frankly, I was hoping it wouldn't occur to you so long partner if you ever change your mind about our deal be sure to look me up and uh, he says so long mr mckay sorry i couldn't stick around longer but i have to say thank you to the most wonderful parents any earth kid could ever ask for he thinks and that's the end of the story um and then next issue is the boy of steel a hero or a menace read the heroic failures of superboy so so there you have it um and then of course i'm I, you know i did the other story uh last time so we won't we won't have to do that, but that's okay. Because the next time we do this, we get to, to uh, have that heroic uh, failures of Superboy and a crypto story. I mean, who can beat that? Anyway, so that is all for this episode. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at Facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. In addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will see you all next week.